Delivering high-quality, technology-centric podcasts around the world. This is MunchTech.tv. Taking a bite out of technology. Hello, welcome to episode 520 of the Two Jackies for Saturday, December 26th, 2020. This is the show where we talk about the week's most notable technology stories in around an hour or less with Aaron Fisher and myself, Jimmy Bunting. For the last 10 years and 11 months, we've come together once a week to discuss, debate, converse, scrutinize and explore the world of tech. On the last episode of 2020, we discussed what drives our fascination, possibly addiction, with our smartphones. And Elon Musk wanted Apple to buy Tesla a number of years ago. They didn't. Was that a mistake? Welcome to what is, as I said, the final episode of 2020. And what a year it has been. I obviously at the end of the year people people either have had a really good year or really bad or somewhere in the middle for personal reasons professional reasons or a mixture of everything but I think this year the consensus would be pretty similar across the board for everyone um of course good things have happened however there is a big elephant not in the room on the globe actually um, I, I don't even need to say it it's the c word um, and unfortunately, there isn't a reset button, so we we don't go into 2021 pressing it and hoping that it just disappears. It won't happen. But as we said last week, as we already alluded to, the vaccine is being rolled out. Um, other versions of the vaccine are currently in final stages of being approved. And hopefully that means that come some part of 2021, I'm not going to say when, because knowing us, Aaron, we would jinx whatever we say, but hopefully life can return to some form of normality, whatever that is. This is the last episode, as I said at the start, of 2020, and we're fast approaching 11 years of this show. I said at the start there are 10 years and 11 months, pretty much nearly 10 years and 12 months, i.e. 11 years, which is just scary, isn't it? Mm. 11 years of having to talk to you week on week. You love it, really. I have done very well. Hmm. Why are you? Pretty good. I think I'm still stuffed from uh, from yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. well, to be fair, you know me. Don't actually eat that much. So being stuffed means I could eat a lot of one thing. Um, but yeah, this Christmas, I mean, how many more times do we need to be told that like, oh, Christmas is going to be weird or was weird this year? It's like, yep, guarantee you when everyone goes back into the office in, uh, in January, that's all the topic of conversation will be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think yesterday was all about making the best out of the situation you could. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we did it sounds like you guys did as well um, yeah and yeah, i think uh, yeah a hundred percent and and that's if, if anything and i've said it before i always try and take a positive even from a negative because everything you can take something from everything and learn and i think the 
the connotations of 2020 have taught us a lot about where our priorities should and shouldn't be and what matters and what doesn't. And we always say what matters and what doesn't and what's important and so on and so forth. But sometimes actions speak louder than words. And a lot of the time, we as humans are good at saying things, but not necessarily putting them into practice. And that's all about our sort of our setup, our our, our, our brain, our, our body's function and reaction to things. And so some for some people, we had no choice. We, we, we had to, to do X, Y, Z or spend more time at home doing things that we probably wouldn't have done because life was in the way on on previous occasions whereas in this case well we had no choice so there there were positive um things to reflect upon and i guess at christmas you just take that understanding obviously so many people were not able to spend it with those they normally would should or could have um, but hopefully everyone joining us on this episode was able to share it with with someone um in some sort of capacity and and use it and and take that time for what it what it's worth and yes i i also ate my body weight and food iron so oh yeah um, also still stuffed no um of course we have said multiple times throughout the year that there hasn't been a show for a number of weeks because of a lack of news or lack of developments and I, i was actually thinking about this earlier a lack of news and you could probably come up with a counter argument and say well there has been plenty of news and yes there has in technology there is always news in fact we could talk about the technology that's driving the development of the covid19 vaccine for example however i'm not so sure people would want to listen to that because i'm sure you can find it on every other news outlet that's currently there available at the moment but but also the, the developments in technology we produce this show as a technology news show and we try and cover the stories that are either breaking interesting quirky and anything in between but a lot of the news that has has surfaced in the last number of months especially in 2020 and maybe the, the later half of the year the second half at the very least has been very specific very precise so we're talking chipset upgrades we're talking okay i've lost my examples but you get the point things that okay yes do make a difference but really would put you to sleep i mean i, I know the best of times aaron and myself talking well that would put anyone to sleep but but really that's that's on interesting or at least somewhat interesting topics Talking about something that's maybe difficult to make interesting eh, it would not be our forte. No, and we, we wouldn't have it. I think that's why after, I'm proud to announce that after 10 years of doing technology news, we've decided to pivot and go into singing lullabies. Every week. <laughs> Puts you to sleep the same way, but it's uh, <laughs> more gentle on the ears. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, sure. no one wants to hear. I mean, dead cats come to mind. Um, yeah. Jamie's singing is uh it's infamous put it like that well i mean i could say the same about you so you know we could do it yep. for tat here it's i think uh i think one of us uh would say made a reputation for ourselves Oh, good few years ago now. <laughs> there is no story. There is no. no I, you, you, I, I don't know what you're on about. Yep, it's uh, <laughs> it's a shame that there isn't uh, hoarded evidence. Oh wait, <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, so yes, as I said, we for, for your own benefit, we're not going to produce a show for the sake of just producing a show. But really, the hope is come 2021, a much more consistent year for both the show, for technology news, and of course, a prominent, prominent. Promising year, promising year for everyone on all matters. Um, so yes, 
This year, we were going to take a look back at the year that was 2020 in a technology form. However, that hasn't came to light just yet. So it may be next week. Don't hold us to it. Um, it just depends. Looking back, I, if you ask me what happened in 2020 in terms of technology, I would struggle to really pinpoint certain things at the moment. But I think when you look back on retrospect, there, that might be a different story. We'll soon find out. Before we ramble on any more or Aaron plays any embarrassing sound clips or videos, we're going to go to the quick news. Samsung has been caught deleting an ad that makes fun of Apple for not including a charging brick with the iPhone 12. The same thing it's rumored to be doing with its Galaxy S21 phones. The Facebook post was made by Samsung Caribbean back in October and it had a picture of a charging brick with the caption included with your Galaxy. This isn't the first time Samsung has deleted ads after adopting the same practice they'd previously mocked Apple for. Back when the Galaxy Note 10 launched with a headphone, or without a headphone jack, I should say, Samsung deleted ads making fun of the iPhone 10 for not having a similar plug. Ads that were made even more awkward by the fact that the iPhone in the ad was just referred to as the 10. None of this is to say that doing the same thing as Apple is necessarily a bad thing. Samsung had an explanation as to why it removed the headphone jack and not including the charger could very well be good for the environment. It's just not a great look when Samsung is posting ads about including a charger only a few months before it's expected to remove it. The UK will fail to achieve a target of offering gigabit capable broadband to 85% of the UK by 2025. MPs have warned initially the government had aimed for nationwide coverage within five years, but targets were scaled back when it emerged that only 25% of the promised £5 billion funding would be available. The Commons Digital, Culture, Media and Sport Committee said the cuts paired with a lack of effective planning meant the UK could end up playing catch-up to other countries. The report said there is no genuine belief from within the sector that the government's current goals were possible within its current time frame. Quote, the government's decision to abandon its 2025 gigabit-capable broadband target within weeks of ministers reassuring us of their commitment to it was a belated recognition that it was unrealistic and unachievable, underlining concerns we'd heard from the industry, said committee chairman Julian Knight. YouTube says it will not produce its annual end-of-year rewind video this year due to, you guessed it, the global pandemic. The video sharing platform has produced an annual retrospective since 2010, featuring well-known YouTube stars referencing big viral moments. But in a statement, it said 2020 has been different. You can say that again. And it doesn't feel right to carry on as if it weren't. YouTube's rewind videos have often divided fans, and 2018's effort became the most disliked video on YouTube. In 2019, the business changed the format of the video and produced a compilation of the year's most liked clips gauged by clicks of the like button. Journalist Chris Stokel Walker, who writes about YouTube and other social platforms, said it was a shame the Rewind had been cancelled because YouTube had become a major source of entertainment and support for people during the pandemic. But he did add, there's just not that much new that's come out of YouTube this year. It's been out outmoded and overtaken as the place that trends begin by more nimble apps such as TikTok. And finally, to all of you who got a new Apple device for Christmas, congrats, but you might have had some difficulty setting it up and signing into iCloud among with 
other Apple users, first reported by Apple Insider as of Saturday morning. Apple's system status page was showing some users affected by an issue that began at around 4.45 a.m. Eastern Time on December 25th. Nearly 36 hours later, the issue appears to be over. A status update later on Saturday shows the issue as resolved. The issue appeared to be affecting multiple devices and the system status page didn't show issues with any other parts of iCloud or other Apple services. I think, so, there was a story that surfaced through the week and it's not in the show this week but it is relevant and it's probably something that is going to become more relevant as the years go on and and our usage of technology continues to surge and that was about e-waste and our reaction as consumers what we're doing and basically the short story was we're not doing enough the industry is not doing enough to recycle reuse to work with what we have and more is needed to tackle the problem and so when Apple announced that the new iPhone this year would not come with a charger or earphones, kind of, it it, it didn't really, I, I don't think it really sparked much controversy. I think it was just accepted. Okay, that makes sense. Now, the cynical side, which of course you must apply in these circumstances, does say, well, that is just a cost-saving exercise. And of course, cost does come into it. However, Apple, as they always can when they do things, Apple are very good and the thing is that the reasons behind it do work. So Apple are saying, well, we're doing this for the environment because, and I can't remember the figures, but they're pretty eye-opening. How how, how, how how much, how drastically they can reduce their carbon footprint by just this one action of making the box smaller. It means they can transport more products um, at once in uh, in the same, you know, more products in the same uh, volume of shipping containers uh, in, in the same space on an airplane, on a truck, so on and so forth. And and in terms of production as well, not having to produce these headphones, especially when people are now seeking to buy their own, either wireless from Apple or from other manufacturers. And of course, the cynical side says, well, that will drive sale of AirPods, which it will. It will drive the sale of people buying more adapters from Apple, which it will. And it will probably, um, well, well, not probably, definitely make and help Apple um, to re- reduce their overall cost on the iPhone. But at the same time, they're helping the environment, which they are, and they have said, they've proven that. So Samsung essentially mocked them. They said, well, mm, ours comes with a charger. No, it doesn't anymore. <laughs> which is just, I, and I think, and tying those two stories together, Aaron. So yes, we need to do more because our usage of technology is going up and up and up and we're throwing more away. So we need to do something and the industry needs to do something. And this is the industry doing its part to some extent. It's not all that needs to be done, but it's a start. So yeah, there is an environmental part to play here. I think, what do you, well, what's your take? Does it bother you that, that the iPhone, that these products will not come with these accessories anymore and it's up to the consumer to either have them or buy them? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely buy Apple environmentally friendly side of things. I think that the thing I didn't quite understand is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the iPhone 12 box, the cable you get is a C to lightning. Am I correct? Yeah. So, and that's the first year because the 11, what I remember, came with a A to lightning. 
The thing I don't get is like the one year they decide to change the connector. It's like, well, okay, so you're saying everyone has the chargers. Yeah, everyone has USB A chargers, and you suddenly change the cable to USB C. So that doesn't make any sense for this to be the first year to get rid of the um to to get rid of the charger in the box. Bearing in mind, you know, the AirPods last year and a few other things have been have included C to Lightning cables, and on top of that, there's the whole well, if you actually wanted to do something more to reduce waste and put USB C on the iPhone. At this point, basically the only devices in Apple's lineup that don't have USB-C are the cheaper iPad, because bearing in mind the more expensive one is USB-C, and the iPhone, which are a proprietary cable. Now we've spoken, I think, a great length over the years that Apple have a pretty big incentive not to switch to a a universal cable, because they obviously make a little bit of money off of of every lightning accessory that is sold. Um, But I think if you want people to, whilst I, I definitely buy the getting rid of the charger in the box or environmental concerns, I think we do have to fully appreciate that it is also a bottom line thing. Um, as you said, they can ship more in a single container, which is not only better for the environment, it is also better for their for their bottom line. Everything is kind of, I guess, I don't know, it's a positive in two ways, isn't it? Everything is. Yeah. Um, everything is a positive for both the environment and for, for, for Apple's wallets. Um, I just think they could do better when it comes to the lightning connector. I don't hate the lightning connector as much as a lot of people seem to do. I know with a load of the reviews that have been coming out for the AirPods Max, which are their new over-the-ear headphones, um, one of the general complaints is is that lightning connector. Um, I don't have as much of a, a, as an issue with it as a lot of people do, but I think it would be nice to see USB-C across the board at this point. I think when they put it on the iPad Pro, I'm, I don't think I'm in a minority that, that would say, I, I thought that, okay, the next iPhone, or maybe even the one following that, was going to be USB-C based. It just felt like the natural progression. Well, that wasn't the case. Um, <laughs> here we are with the iPhone yeah. 12 still being Lightning and the basic iPad still being Lightning. Bearing in mind, both of those refreshed fairly recently. Um, and the AirPods coming out with Lightning as well. Um, I, I think if the AirPods came out with USB-C, it kind of would have felt like a push in the right direction. But yeah, there's definitely more Apple can be doing on e-waste. Just look at the Android market or basically any other market. And it's, it's pretty much USB-C across the board, which means people don't have to have proprietary cables or chargers or anything which is a positive for the environment um people can have one usb-c cable or you know a couple usb-c cables or whatever it is um and you don't have to keep producing more proprietary people don't have to keep carrying them around keep buying them whatever it is so apple can do more and it really is just getting rid of that lightning port at this point but um i i mean the samsung thing is funny i don't think it comes as much of a shock as as we said in there it's something that they and others i think we just highlight samsung because they're one of the bigger ones but let's not pretend that the others don't also do this um a lot of them i think even google openly mocked apple when they removed the headphone port and like the whole industry just followed suit um and i'm not surprised that samsung are doing this again i i can't decide whether it would it looks worse for samsung removing the ads or if it would look worse if they were still up not sure um but yeah hardly comes a surprise pretty pretty par for the course um i was watching i can't remember who i was watching i was watching a video on youtube and it's um Oh, it was it was about the AirPods Max because they were talking about how obviously the cost of the AirPods 
they're worried that it will push the price of that kind of headphone up. So, you know, Bose and, and Sony kind of price themselves within the same range, you know, a competitive price. Well, if Apple can now charge $200 more, what's to say that they couldn't? They're just worried that it was going to push the price up and they referenced it to being like when Apple introduced the iPhone 10, you know, they normalized spending over a thousand pounds on your phone. And all of a sudden, within a year, every other manufacturer was um pricing their phones at over a thousand pounds and it became the norm. I think Apple have a tendency to do that with a lot of things. Innovative or not, whatever word you want to put on it, I don't think it matters, but it just seems to be that Apple, I don't know if the others copy or if it's just like massive coincidence each time, but they remove the headphone jack. Everyone else is removing it. They stop including the charger in the box. Everyone else stops including it. Like, I think Apple are a, you know, a hop and a skip away from not including the... Wait, did it include the headphones? No. Did you get headphones? No, they don't. No. You didn't nope. get headphones at all. They're just the cable. Nope. Just the yeah. cable, cable and phone. I was gonna, I was gonna say they're just a, they're just a hop and a skip away from not including the headphones, but they beat me to that as well. So, um, I mean, <laughs> the next thing is is getting rid of the cable, isn't it? You know, that's the next big. Or oh, Apple are gonna remove the port. You know, and the MagSafe, I think, was it, a big indication of that. Especially with wireless charging, yeah. That that is the next thing to go. The thing I worry about that is you removed the headphone jack, and okay, that's fine. You know, we can we can still plug wired headphones or or car play or whatever it is in somehow if you remove the port like you no one can listen to their wired headphones no one can plug into a non-wireless car play like you eliminate so many markets all at once like that's worse to me like the headphone jack was pretty bad but people found a way around it because you still had the lightning port to get rid of the lightning port or not swap it out with usb-c which based on my earlier comment of Apple getting a cut of USB of uh, Lightning adapter sales is all the more reason I think they they will just remove the port and make MagSafe the next replacement instead of USB-C. It just that's ten times worse in my eyes. N- not having any port, I think, is is going to be a, that's going to be a big problem for a lot of people. But yet people will continue to buy it, continue to use it, and find a way around it. It seems to be the thing. Once the industry forces people down a route that well, regardless of what they want or not and especially as you said in the case of the headphones if you had have asked someone before you can either have your phone 0.2 millimeters slimmer or have a headphone jack which one would you like and everyone would have turned around and said well i know i'll have the headphone jack but they still removed it and as you say people got on with it no i i, I completely I say agree people are happy the, uh, no but they they adapted they got on with it they didn't it didn't stop them buying it put it like that i mean just another thing though like with the airpods max one of the again one of the things you have to do is if you want to use them wired you have to buy a cable from apple and that cable is a lightning to three and a half mil adapter so you have to you have to have, you have to buy a lightning to 3.5 mil cable and if you want to plug it into your phone you then have to buy a 3.5 to lightning adapter does any of this seem a little silly to you at this point like <laughs> Just uh, Apple seem to have backed themselves into a corner where removing the headphone jack just still looks like a stupid decision, whatever people say. Um, and you know, all people have done is they've had to use an adapter. Like, so now you've got to the point where you can't charge in headphones. I mean, this problem is so 
three, four years ago, but it's still an annoyance to a lot of people. Like I say, there was a compromise. You could still get zero latency out of the Lightning port. Admittedly, you know, those little adapters that they included, the Lightning 3.5, that has a DAC in it. You know, those aren't cheap to build for Apple. And they had to include those with every phone. Like all that just to remove a headphone port just seems nuts to me. Um, you know, yeah, that isn't just were, a straight actually, cable. Yeah, they, they were actually probably creating a bigger manufacturing problem. Well, well, yeah, they were creating more, not waste, but more consumable product to solve a problem that didn't really exist, as you've just said there. I mean, I, that, that's why I'm just on the, I think getting rid of the port would, that's just worse. Like, because how do people listen to so many headphones? Basically, you have to buy AirPods. <laughs> like, that's your only choice. You know, God forbid some of us don't have Bluetooth in our cars as well. Like, that would just be so irritating and it would be so Apple. You're holding it wrong. Yeah. I feel like we uh, strayed slightly from a Samsung topic and managed to still make it about <laughs> Apple doing bad things. It's funny that, isn't it? Um, speaking of bad things, the UK government, they went from a total rollout nationwide to, okay, we'll have 85% of the country covered by gigabit capable broadband to now, it's not going to happen. It's not likely. So they're likely to miss broadband and 5G targets. Well, that was going to happen regardless of anything else, any turning factors forget brexit and covid because i guarantee they will be the excuse for this shortfall however it's and and i guess you could say well that of course those two exterminating factors will have a part to play but i would say even if you take those out of the equation this was never happening full stop uh, it looks like youtube has decided to do what we did with the gift guide and that is cancel it for 2020 because it just didn't feel right although we cancelled it because there's really i mean technology did what what could you buy this year that wasn't available last year except for the latest iterations of new products? There was nothing unique, so I, I guess I think, it's not I think, quite the same. I think this year it was uh, this year it was more what could you buy that was actually in stock? Because if it was any <laughs> new consoles or any new Macs yeah. or AirPods or flipping anything, you were you know, you're you're crap out of luck until next year at this point. Mm. Speaking of out of luck, those who did manage to secure themselves Apple products for the holiday season, uh, specifically on Christmas Day, didn't actually manage to, well, some of them didn't manage to get signed on um, or set up for uh, at least... 36 hours for a period of nearly up or sorry nearly up to 36 hours some people had problems um and as stated the issue seemed to be um to do with certain servers on apple's end uh, no other issues with with other parts of icloud or apple's services was purely on the setup phase so hmm, these things happen i guess apple just want to try and extend that period of um uh, sheer excitement is that what it is Aaron that's what you had when you were waiting for your MacBook Air what is I don't it? know when my uh, when my MacBook Air arrived um, activation didn't really work then either so I must admit right. like it doesn't make the best first impression when that stuff doesn't work yeah no it doesn't speaking of Apple uh, Elon Musk says that Tim Cook snubbed a potential takeover deal he said recently that Apple chief executive Tim Cook snubbed talks to buy the car company back in 2017 uh, he tweeted on tuesday he reached out to apple during his company's darkest days at the time tesla was valued at 60 billion dollars but has now grown to be worth 
10 times that amount. Mr. Musk said he had planned to discuss a possible sale of Tesla to Apple as it was struggling financially while building its Model 3 electric car. This is a really interesting story, I guess, in that obviously you and I, Aaron, were watching the stock last week, the Apple stock, and what day was it where it jumped to about $134? Was it Wednesday? Oh, yeah, Tuesday? It was like last- Monday, 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 Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometime last week. And it was in response to rumors that Apple will have an electric car by 2024. And then we hear this. We hear very shortly after uh, that Elon Musk reached out to Tim Cook to discuss the possibility of Apple acquiring Tesla. According to Musk, Tim refused to take the meeting. And I guess that begs the question, what would have happened if Apple had have taken the meeting and had have bought over Tesla? Interesting. It's th- many possibilities there, but I-, I think if anything, that could have stifled innovation in that sector. Not necessarily just between Apple and, and Tesla, but-, but the other companies regarding battery development, because that's really what electric cars boils down to at the minute. The development of batteries and a better technology as opposed to what we have at the minute. And supposedly the rumours that came through the week regarding Apple and their research and development state that Apple could be on to something with a battery. And Tesla already have something good, but it's just not perfect yet. There's still that range anxiety. They, they have a fantastic product, no doubt, in terms of the battery. And I have always said that's Tesla's product. It is their battery. It's nothing to do with the cars because they, they don't have the experience of making cars. Yes, they can make them, but when you compare them to other manufacturers, brands, models, no. They're... they're Yes, they drive. Yes, they're quick. Yes, they look great. But the intricacies of a vehicle, something different. (laughs) I'm trying to be diplomatic, Aaron. I was going to say, the Model Y is possibly, or Model X. Why? Whatever the big Q- ones are. V- They're possibly one of the ugliest cars on the road today. <laughs> at all. And that's like, I that's, hope, the, that's the I same no road one... that as is shared by the i3. So, you know. <laughs> I hope no one joining us owns, owns that vehicle. Well, they're not joining us anymore Sorry, if they do. But, they're, just, yeah. they're just hideous. So I, can't, I, I can't sit here and blindly go, yeah, they all look great. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, Tesla overcame the problems since posted a, a string of quarterly profits and have done well. You can't deny they are um, are onto something, at least at the minute. Apple, with their own ambitions to build an electric car, have hired a number of ex-Tesla executives, along with buying companies that specialise in self-driving technology. Reports that Apple is working on a driverless car appear to have prompted Mr. Musk to tweet about his apparent approach in 2017. So first off, Aaron, 2024, will Apple have a car? I mean, isn't like the Apple car one of those perpetual rumours that people talk about once a year and it's always oh it's next year oh it's next year no no it's next year like it just at this point it feels like it's I mean the Apple car has been talked about for like 10 years at this point Um, I Apple have done a lot of things Apple have proved themselves in a lot of markets that we probably didn't think they could Um, yep. you know we all said Apple's not an audio company Apple's not a watch company Apple's not a phone company Apple's not a this Apple's not a that and it's like every time they come out with something it's like they very quickly prove to you that they're not not that um <laughs> they can they can enter pretty much any market they want at this point the car market like tesla is not 
a well-respected car brand. Like, let's not sit here and pretend that Apple missed a, you know, a boat of any kind um, in not acquiring Tesla, you know. Apple could acquire Tesla today and it would barely be pocket change. Um, Tesla is still a junior in the car market. It's still one of the, it's the quirky startup still that's been going for like ever. Um, as you can tell, not a Tesla fan, not an Elon Musk fan. I can't, I yeah, can't I, yeah. So, but, uh, I, yeah, I, I agree. I have the same reservations about Elon Musk. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm with just shouldn't be allowed before. a Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Shouldn't. But I, I'm with you. I think Tesla. The I think a lot of people will believe this. I don't think this is some like you know conspiracy pie in the sky. The long term game for Tesla, I still think, regardless of how many car factories they build or production facilities, it's still technology, autopilot, yeah. or the sensors. You know, the battery technology, as you said, the drive technology. I still think Tesla. You know, they're probably fully aware of this, and like, you know. You, Elon, you cannot like him, but he's not stupid. Um, fully aware that car manufacturers such as the Ford, next- Mercedes, GM, you know, all of these, you know, the VAG group, you know, all of these huge huge like ma- like massive car manufacturers you know they're going to turn up with their solution to this and you know tesla's cars you know i'm still reading paint problems panel gaps this quality control that quality control like i think tesla are going to become like a tech supplier to mercedes to ford you know it would make sense if ford designed the car but they you know they buy tesla batteries and tesla, tesla powertrains and tesla autopilot like tesla can very quickly you know themselves as a standard that other car manufacturers can buy into and I think that's going to be huge for them. I don't think that's the same market that Apple will ever get into. Never say never but I I think if Apple were going to do a car, they want to do a car. I don't think they have that technology goal. I think Apple... And in this case, yeah, they wanted to do a car, but what's really interesting, we said that Tesla have been focused predominantly, and as you said, as we said before, yes, they have car factories, but they want and they are producing the technology, which they can then outsource to other companies. And I think that's spot on. But what's interesting is Tesla are trying to pioneer battery technology at the minute, and the rumors coming in that Apple will be producing a pa- passenger vehicle by 2024 with a new battery technology. And that really is, I think, where the intrigue comes with, because that is the bottleneck with electric vehicles at the moment range charge time and capacity in the battery which kind of links into range but they all link together i mean um, of course there is the infrastructure problem as well um of of war to charge which becomes a bigger problem uh, because the range is pretty poor uh, and charge time isn't great either in in some cases so the fact that apple and tesla could be directly competing on certain aspects of the technology that's interesting i think two things one, the meme, uh, I don't know if you've seen the meme going around, it's been around for years, that the Apple car will clearly charge the same way the new Magic Mouse does. You have to flip it upside down and plug it in. Um, the second thing, if, just back on the Apple have proved themselves in lots of markets, we probably didn't think they could. I think like one of the most recent examples is something like their transition to their own silicon. You know, this is something where I think you go back two decades, even 15 years, even probably when the first, you know, the A4 chip came out, whatever it was, and in the original iPad, in Apple's first foray into it, which is only 10 years ago. You know, I think we all go, oh, you know, it'd be bananas if they think they can take on Intel or whatever. And here we are in 2020, where like they're absolutely smashing it out of the park. So I think the idea of an Apple car was laughable five or 10 years ago. I think it's very quickly become not Incredible. laughable. I think yeah. probably the laughable side of things is, yeah, the, the laugh, the laughable side of things I, I, I still think will be the price. Like, you know, I think 
think if you thought a German car, you know, if you thought a luxury brand like Porsche or Mercedes was expensive, oh boy, you got nothing coming. <laughs> um, I just can't, uh, you know. A- Apple are going to have that problem where a car is just, it's the same problem I think Tesla faced. A car is just, it means something completely different to somebody than what their phone means to them. Um, it, you know, a, a car is such a different kettle of fish. It's such a different price point. It's such a different beast. Um, I think that's what Tesla and Apple just will struggle to capture. Like, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean. A car is not, you don't think of your car the same way you think of your laptop or your phone, you know. No, or, it's a different category. Or, or your iPod or things, you know, like that. Exactly. Yeah. Car like and it's, 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 it's not as if you it's so hard to explain that. your laptop. Although, I, I, I think, Apple and their pricing structure. I, I think when I, um, it, it kind of varies country to country. You know, you look at, um, let's say, tech reviews coming out of California, for example, and we know that, you know, a little bit of generalization here, but cities, let's say California, this applies to like London and kind of any big city or any populous area around the world. Traditionally, don't buy cars or don't buy secondhand cars. You know, that's where financing and leasing like is such a big thing. Whereas quite a lot of the rest of the world, you know, let's say the not so rich parts of the world uh, or not so tech focused, um, the secondhand car market is massive. And I think that's really where EVs and Tesla and Apple, I think that's just like you, they just don't, that's just not them, is it? I, I don't think they, they'll survive very well. Maybe they will. Maybe, maybe they'll prove me wrong. But yeah, it, it's so hard to explain how different how different of a market cars are than, than a phone. Yeah. But what, what is to be said with, with all of that, and I completely agree, Apple are the world's most valuable company. And so anything any other company can do, Apple have the means to do it, at least financially. And at, in, in, in regards to financially, they can afford to acquire talent, which then means they can do things that they didn't do before. Which begs the question, and 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 has been proven by the fact that you just said, Aaron, that they were weren't in markets which they are now in, which previously we would have queried. We would have said, hmm, it will be interesting to see how Apple handle this. But time and time again, they've proven themselves. But they've proven themselves because the markets they've entered have worked for them. They've been able to build this entire system, this ecosystem up around their product categories: smart wearables, phones, tablets, notebooks, computers, and the the services industry around that. What is interesting is as you very rightly rightly so alluded to iron cars are different you don't hold them in the same category as any of your technology products so in the same way you wouldn't say i'm just going to go and buy a laptop from ford or bmw mercedes audi volkswagen would you say you're going to buy a car from apple and that remains to be seen it also remains to be seen how they handle it what their, their their game is but i would say unlike the tesla approach whereby they are yes manufacturing the full product but predominantly focusing on the battery technology i would say apple they'll probably nail the battery technology and i hate to say it but they'll nail the battery technology and the phone the phone the the car will probably be in itself a complete revelation as well how and to what extent is another question because apple's current practices with their current products will not work for a car so it remains to be seen how they do it if they do it and whether these rumors do have some substance to them but we only have another few years to wait 2024 and we'll know Uh, a study by the london school of economics and political science has suggested that smartphone addiction is unlikely to be caused by notifications this is really interesting because supposedly and i don't have the exact science to hand 
hand, but it's kind of known now that the reason why we as humans pull out our phones and look at them and every time we get a notification people are running to their phones and they're driven by that is because there is sort of a mixed reward. You get a notification and sometimes that notification is meaningful and it's something that you need to respond to and sometimes it's not something you're interested in, whether it's a news article popping up or a reminder or whatever. And supposedly that means that that can can create an addictive trait with that that thing. And and it's something similar, again, it's not, (laughs) I don't have the science to hand, but it's a similar idea of betting and gambling and and other addictive um, outlets in that there is that substantial or um, varying degree of reward. Sometimes there's none, sometimes there is a lot. And that's how the human brain works, because there is the opportunity to potentially, if you were guaranteed every time, well, then there wouldn't be the same. And on the, the other hand, if it wasn't guaranteed at all, it wouldn't wouldn't have that sort of driving factor. But to, to become uh, or to go more specifically to this study, 89% of interactions with phones were unprompted, with only 11% responding to an alert. Group chats were also considered a, quote, source of distress for participants in this study. Scrolling features on Instagram and Facebook led to the longest interactions. Checking your smartphone is largely caused by, quote, an urge of the user to interact with their phone that seems to occur in an almost automatic manner, just as a smoker would light a cigarette. The experiment analysed the smartphone use of 37 people with an average age of 25 in the UK, Germany and France. And what is really interesting, and Aaron, I know you watched the programme as well, is about how Facebook, particularly Facebook, and I was going to say on Instagram, but technically they're the same company, are able to get our attention as users more and more through the fact that every time you refresh that page, there's something new. There's some sort of new information that pings us and pulls us towards that service even more. And that's not a coincidence. They know rightly what draws you towards using it more. The more you use it, the more you consume it, the more you, the more money you generate for them because the more adverts you've probably seen and click. And it it's all part of an elusive cycle. But this is crazy. This is really interesting that we as human beings, we check our phone 89% of the time unprompted. 11% responding to an alert or a notification. What do you take from this, Aaron? I mean, I was going to say that I know so many years we've, we've or there's kind of been the general consensus that I think there was like a, a point where notifications were so bad and so extreme that, you know, we were, people were always talking or saying the phrase, you know, phantom notifications. I think that kind of came to like, you know, proper fruition when the Apple Watch really took off. People started, I don't know, it sounds really weird to say out loud. People started like feeling, you know, it, it felt like my wrist vibrated. Oh, I must have a notification type thing. And then there was nothing there. Um, hence the term phantom notification. And I think so many people I know, well, I mean, including us, I, I, I don't think any of us are exempt from this. Uh, we've got to the point where in 2020 bored pick up your phone you know you got nothing to do on it you know i don't know about you but i don't have social i think aside from snapchat i don't have social media on my phone um so i pick up my phone oh yeah there's nothing to do i put it back down again like it's still an impulse <laughs> it's like, thing it's not I, it's, it's, it's it's gone it's gone far beyond the point of being driven by oh i got notifications you know years ago i toned down my notifications so like it's just the stuff i actually care about so when i do get a notification i know it is air quotes important 
you know, no notifications that important, but you get what I mean. Um, we live in a world now where te- like text messaging really brought us to the, or, or I guess I am, you know, really brought us to the people are expected to be constantly available all the time. You know, if someone doesn't respond to an instant message, I know so many people who like get annoyed about that fact. It's like, Christ, you know, if the person doesn't respond to the next day, it, it shouldn't matter. You know, I there's been times where I've texted you and you haven't responded and vice versa. You know, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter to people. Um, but I think we live in this world where so many people need to be like glued to their phone all the time. And I think, I, you know, going back to the, the thing about boredom, um, I think that the, the phones, social media, games, videos, whatever it is, you know, you take an app like TikTok or Instagram or, you know, Vine from back in the day, the, the apps that solve like a quick thing, you know, nothing was long form. Um, everything was five, six seconds, you know, 20 seconds, whatever it is. And, you know, you can keep going and keep going and going and going and going. Like everything is a quick fix you know solve a little bit of boredom here or there if you're waiting for something or whatever it is um you know how many people do you walk past or drive past every day that are let's say waiting for the bus or waiting in line at a coffee shop and people are just like scrolling on their phone um not likely to be driven by any kind of notification more likely to be driven by the fact that well they can't just you know sit there idly they have to like their hands have to be doing something they have to be you know we have to be consumed by something or whatever it is we have to be reading or watching or you know creating or whatever it is um you know long gone are the days where i think people can just sit idly you know one of the big things i wanted to do this year was i wanted to replace more of my my phone consumption with my kindle and honestly like game changing if you can find something to replace phone usage with to try and take that edge off of oh i'll just pick up my phone oh i'll just scroll on this for, for you know for 30 seconds which we all know means half an hour um it's a big thing um i won't lie I, uh, you know, don't know about you, still pick up my phone, you know, when you're bored or whatever. It's just, it's a force of habit built over 10 years is what it is. Um, but trying to kind of wean yourself off of that, I think is a really healthy thing to do. You know, that's, that's not deny. you know, smartphones are a fantastic technology. They've brought, you know, so much of the world together. Um, they've, they've done so much good for the world. I think it is also worth acknowledging the, the air quotes bad they've done for the world directly or indirectly. Um, and I think it, uh, being bored is a good thing you know it's not like being bored is a bad thing being bored is healthy um you know you read so many people's advice that like having idle time time to think whatever it is is a good thing you don't need to fill it with reading consuming you know consuming or whatever it is all of the time um and if you are gonna fill it you know fill it with something fun you know read a fiction book or something like that um which i think is uh, a big thing i've been trying to do this year and it's a big thing i want to continue more doing in 2021 this is nothing new in the fact that this is human nature and again i'm no expert but i'm certainly aware of how humans react perform get on and and, and the way we, we, the way we're wired i guess um and this goes back to our evolution really when you think about it so do you ever go into the fridge or the fridge do you ever go do you ever walk into the fridge Aaron? do you ever get into the fridge and close the door and get into the fridge yeah our fridge is so big that we can definitely do that 
Um, what I was going to say, do you ever go in the kitchen, open the fridge door and realize I'm not hungry. I don't even know why I'm looking in the fridge. Close it and walk away. Do it with the cupboards all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's a human thing. It's not It's not necessarily boredom. It's just you've you've just opened it. And, and then maybe half an hour later, an hour later, or sometime throughout the day, you do the same thing again, but nothing has changed. There's no new shopping. No one's went and, and put anything new in it. It's the exact same. Again, you're not hungry or you don't want food. Or you don't need food or vice versa or whatever, but you still do it. And that's human nature. That's just a habit. And I think on a on a bigger scale, that is the way humans get on with their phones. They they pull them out. Oh, nothing's new. Put it back in. Two minutes later. Oh, pulled out. Nothing's new. Um, and, and I guess there's that side of it. Uh, don't understand this phenomena, but it is what we as humans do. It's what makes us human in a way. Um, in the same way, I guess it's an outlet. It is a potential source of addiction. And I'm not saying it necessarily is for everyone or for most people, but I guess in some cases it could be. And everything is fine in moderation, even things that can be addictive to to most extent. I'm not talking about any illegal activities or so on and so forth, but things that can turn bad. Um, and I'm not saying what or what is and what isn't bad, but things that can turn bad aren't always bad in small quantities in some cases. Um, but too much of anything isn't good and in some cases can then lead to addiction. And of course, there can be negative connotations to that. And I guess that's when it becomes a problem. Now, what's really interesting here about this story is from the study why people use their phones 22% WhatsApp 17% lock screen check to see if there was any notifications 16% Instagram 13% Facebook 6% email 1% calls people use their phones in this study to make calls 1% of the time the the core reason of a phone a mobile phone 1% calls that's crazy um I'm actually surprised it's that high well true yeah I think really what this boils down to if, if we can take anything away from it as as people um who are, who are reading about this who are listening about to it is maybe just be a bit more self-aware about what you're doing and when you're doing and why you're doing it um in in a context to this to this whole phone thing. Um, because as you said, it's healthier sometimes to put the phone away and to do something completely different. Go outside for a walk. If you want your phone with you to stay safe as a point of safety, I'm not saying don't have it with you, but don't necessarily be engulfed in it. Um, take the time to read a book. Take the time to stretch. Perf- you know, Exercise. Do yoga if that's what you're into. Um, just be more in the moment, I guess. And the next thing is... Is it harmful? I guess sometimes, and this is such a broad question, we could spend hours upon hours upon hours talking about something along these lines. Um, and I'm going to miss out so many points here, but just on a generalized scale, sometimes I wouldn't say me using my phone is harmful to my health because I am mindful when I'm using it, what I'm using it for. Um, I would consider myself to be a pretty rounded person. And so, but but I would be mindful of what can or what, what does happen in, in, in those regards. But some find themselves in, in bad places for many different reasons, either because of social media, because of um, potentially, you know, for example, a, a one extreme example, cyberbullying, which can, can be a result of overuse of technology or just a use of technology. There are so many negative and positive connotations to technology. But in this case, we're talking about phones 
Um, and we couldn't possibly list them all. So my examples are in no way exhaustive. But the point being, if it's harmful, if there is something that is happening because of the use, then that's when there is a problem. And this study isn't necessarily saying there is a problem. It's just stating the facts of why we look at our phone. But when you look at the, the, the when you go into the more intricate details, you can then sort of say, well, what are the side effects? Is there, is it, is it causing harmful strain to someone's eyes by overusing their, their mobile device? Are they getting headaches as a result of it? Um, are they withdrawing themselves from social interaction? Are they, uh, are, are, are they being misled because they're reading too much into fake stories online? There are so many possible problems, but good things with technology as well. And that's, it's a really, it's a constant battle. I don't think there's a, there's no one answer to, to this issue in any case, because everyone's different. Every single person will have different connections networks, connotations, interactions with their phone and with technology in general. And I think moderation, keep an open mind, be rounded as an individual, and there'll be no issue. Because we we don't we we can't live without these devices in 2020, in 2021, in the 21st century. But I think what we need to be going forward is definitely more conscious and more mindful of the entire picture and not just one small part of it. That's probably the, the takeaway from that long-winded space speech monologue. 100%. Do you get what I mean, Aaron? Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if I wholeheartedly agree on that we can't live without them. Uh, I think people have proved can, but I, I know what you're getting at, and I agree. Well, well yeah, it's actually we can live without them. What I mean is to live in an environment where you have a, quote, well, I would say normal, but then what is normal? We could get very deep here, but to have a normal 21st century life whereby you have a job, you stay in touch with friends, you... Um, just think of a generalized normal setup. It would certainly be more difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Apart from that, what what, what do you think? Ah, I think I pretty much covered it earlier. It's the uh, the whole thing of smartphones have done so much for the world in a wonderful way, but I think they've also like taken away our idle time and our boredom, and which people argue is a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I it's probably less. Well, it's a combination of smartphones and the internet, isn't it? Um, I think it's the same. Same. I guess the problem is, you know, saying this or, or or going through these type of things, you sound like our parents who are always like, oh, you know, can't sit him down in front of the TV all day as a child, you know, he'll turn <laughs> square or whatever, you know, it's just like... It's- <laughs> the same thing like people argue that what we watched on tv or who we watched or whatever it is you know the news you grew up with or whatever was a huge influencer on maybe the way you think or maybe the way you view things or you know whatever you know on, on so many different areas and you could say probably things about the newspaper you read like or the books you chose to read or the author like everything has a bias um everything has a draw everything has a i guess a manipulation almost, even if it's completely yeah. unintentional. Um, and I think smartphones are just kind of the latest form of that. Although I think sm- the combination of smartphones and the internet is like, it's such an extreme thing because it's, it's, it's constant. It's, it's never not like the internet never sleep. If, if you, if you know what I'm trying to get at, like there's always something, you know, you can get to the end of the book, you can finish a newspaper, TV is pre-programmed type thing. Whereas the internet is this ever evolving, you know, there's a reason Reddit is referred to as the hive mind half the time like it's such a an influence on on some people's way of 
thinking that it's insane. Like, you know, I, I think never has it, has it been more true that I think people want to, pe- people have gone from wanting to fit in in their, like, their social circle with literal real life friends to people have wanted to fit in with, you know, people on the other side of the world that, you know, they'll never meet in their lifetime. You know, mm. the internet has had such an impact on, on so many aspects of, of everyone's daily lives some of them are good some of them are bad um we have to adapt and overcome obviously but i don't think it's something to be the internet smartphones whatever it is i don't think it's something to just be brushed under the carpet as that's what it is we can't live without them let's move on because i don't think that's necessarily true and i don't think that's the way we should be dealing with these things i mean you know what, what just on a i guess a slight like why do kids have like iphones and whatnot these days you know so, so many social media places have like age limits and stuff and it's just like you see parents i don't know they stick instagram in front of their kids and call it a day and you know we've we've all read the horror stories mm. over the recent years on like bbc and whatnot and it's just it's scary stuff because like children i mean we were all kids once we all know how super influential everything is you know everything yeah. is like on a massive scale you don't have that appreciation for Context. oh that person is on the other side of the world yeah they yeah. live a different life or oh they're just being mean or whatever it is you know you don't have that kind of shield almost yet or whatever you want to call it so like i don't know there's so many the laws haven't caught up um i don't think companies are i don't want to say regulated enough but i think more can be done within the limit of the law to kind of like force companies hand to do a better job you know we're forever you're forever talking about uh places like the eu and whatnot obviously want to you know crack down on certain types of content online and it's like just picking on the eu as an example you know the eu are very well intentioned but just have completely the wrong way of going about it you know they just unrealistic um like do you remember when they like expected i think youtube to like check every piece of content that was on the website it's like well that's just impossible like there needs to be something some better compromise whatever it is to like regulate companies like facebook and youtube and you know any company i think without stifling you know don't snub the startups from wanting to exist but some of the stuff online is insane and then the next part of that, and we've opened a whole can of worms here, but the next part is, unfortunately, the government aren't quite a fay with technology. They don't have the understanding, the complexity. Well, they could easily have it, oh, yeah. but they, they choose not to. So that, that's another problem in itself. But 100%, it's a huge problem. It's something we could spend hours upon hours upon hours talking about in a structured way. And we still wouldn't cover it all because this is such... We started talking about notifications and that led to something about over-reliance of, of technology. But then it, it, there is a, a mental health side of it, which rightfully so mental health has been a, a, a much less of a stigma and a taboo, especially in 2020, but in, in preceding years also than what it would have been 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that, 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 that is only right and that needs to continue. Um, but there is a, a side effect for that way. There is a physical health side of using computers using technology too much too often uh, there, there are but then at the same time there is a, a good connotation in terms of mental health in that especially for example during the the COVID-19 pandemic that's going on at the minute we're able to stay in touch with people that we aren't able to visit across the world or just down the road um and and that's also uh, something to think about and then there's also the physical side effect that your watch tells you you need to move more today because you've been pretty sedent sedentary um, sedentary, sorry, I can always speak. Um, you need to, to, to up your step step count. And, and so there are so many good connotations to the technology, but there are also so many poor ones. And here is, for me, my 
complete round up to, to that story. Moderation. If I could round it up, sum it up in one word, it's moderation. Because too much of anything is probably bad for you. So do everything in moderation. Too much exercise. If you enjoy running, running's good for you. But too much of it, and I mean in excess, I mean really if you were to continue running for hours and hours and hours and hours every single day, it's probably going to hurt your knees, probably going to do something to your joints at some stage. But some of it in moderation is healthy. It's good for your knees. It's good for your joints. So you get the point. Anything that even is good for you, in some cases, too much of it can be bad for you. So it's a case of in moderation. Um, and and I would would that would would you agree, Aaron? Or yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Obviously, uh, doesn't necessarily apply. To, as you you said, and rightfully made a good point. Young people who don't, and I, I say young people in terms of children who either shouldn't have the access to the technology they do, and I don't mean that in terms of children shouldn't have access to technology, but I mean possibly unfiltered and complete access, whereby cyberbullying happens, whereby they see things they shouldn't, whereby they are led to believe things that aren't necessarily true, and that has been exasperated by the whole, again, the COVID pandemic has taught us so much in terms of people who... I'm I'm going to watch my words, but I know what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it, but have been spreading false information about vaccines and 5G and other things that aren't true. Um, so ah, yeah, th- there are definitely, you know, reasons for and against again. And I think to, to sum, sum up what you also said, technology, we, we were lucky because we grew up as the technology evolved. We didn't have this unadulterated access to technology because it didn't exist. I was lucky if I was able to get on dial-up and, and write a, type a few words on the word processor. That's That's the point. We we don't see it from that perspective because we didn't grow up with it in the same way that today's youth grew up with it. I think that's also an important point to take and consider. Alas, again, we could go on forever on that topic, but we'll choose not to. But again, an interesting study nonetheless um, from the London School of Economics and Political Science. That brings episode 520 to a close it also brings the show to a close for 2020 and what a year it has been in all respects not just for technology but for humanity as a whole as always thank you so much for your continued support of the show as we move into our 11th year that will be at the end of january we'll be back next week in 2021 in january that will be january the 2nd until then, you can find more episodes on over at munchtech.tv for our interview with Steve Wozniak, munchtech.tv forward slash was, and of course, our newsletter, munchtech.tv forward slash newsletter. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. See you next week, same time, same place. Until then, have a great week, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.